What's going on? <laughs> <clears throat> I spit and talk shit. I am the uh, black smoking, joint toting, bad motherfucker that you see in front of you. Lately, I am also with the lady who has all the titles. She pushes the bells and whistles. She gets the topics together. She gets the graphics right. She's the queen of dragons. I don't know what else to fucking. Everybody give a round of applause for Lindsay. Hello, hello. How's it going? How's your Friday? Yeah. Uh, my Friday is cool. Um, got off work, carried up and um, came here so we can uh, continue to give people the ish that we talk. Um, let's get these pleasantries out the way because you know um, after all these uh, all these episodes. I still got to read it off of my phone <laughs> because, uh, you know, that's just how my mom works, y'all. Um, they didn't put me in a, a spare class, but I probably should have uh, needed one. Uh, <laughs> check this out. You can catch it on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Instagram. Was it Facebook? Twitter? And you can catch this on Twitch. Yeah. I always like to say Twitch last. Because I like Twitch. Even though I'm not on Twitch. I need to get on Twitch. Need to get um, on Twitch. Yeah. Definitely need to get on Twitch. I'm going to get on Twitch. I'm going to get on Twitch. I'm going to mess with y'all because I really mess with y'all. When y'all come and do comments, y'all really be going hard. So I <coughs> like y'all. <clears throat> yeah. 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 So... <clears throat> So, um, yeah, everything's yeah. good, right? <laughs> all right, all right, man. Um, how's your Friday? <laughs> Shit, that's a good week. How's yeah. your Friday, Lizzie? My Friday is good. Um, can't complain. My Friday kind of just started like an hour ago, so really can't complain on that. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's so crazy where you stay. Your Friday could have started an hour ago, and then, you know, you could just go certain places and have a fucking. And it's like 10 minutes away from you. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like all kinds of like little bars and stuff out here. Yeah. So. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I, I've been to one. Like ten years ago, so and it's still there. So I might, I might need to revisit that. It's one. So crazy, right? Probably. We went to a. Uh, me and Jasmine went to a birthing class at Blue Spring. Yeah. I'm driving. I'm driving to this birthing class, and I'm like, this area look familiar. I'm not, you know, me. I, I swear, I'm, I'm, I'm such a uh, to myself person. I be thinking every place that I go to is like bigger than what it is. So I'm like, this area look familiar, but 
whatever. I don't really go to Blue Springs like that. I hit one corner, and I'm like, oh, shit. I can go right here and, and shoot right up the cuz house. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's crazy. I was like, man. Again, like I said, I'm, I, I I don't be going places. I be thinking every place is big. I was telling them, because, like, cuz don't say shit. Like, cuz just live out, you know what I'm saying, live where she lives, and it's cool. But other people be making it seem like it is like, um, yeah, I stay out. I stay out. <coughs> places as I have in the city is just like, yeah. And I make it seem like I'm very unstable and that's not the case. Um, <laughs> that sounded horrible. You did, you did say it like <laughs> It's just, I'll be, I'll be ready to go. So I, so I go. Yeah. That, I mean, that's it and that's all. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I, was, I was hitting them corners around there. I was like, oh man, this shit, man, come, this is what it is. Yeah, Blue Springs ain't that big. <clears throat> it ain't that big. It's a couple of streets, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it really ain't that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah. And then it just sound far. And then people want to crack jokes. And it's just like, all right. Especially my family. I'm going to totally keep it uh, being with you, Lindsay. Um, The first time I ever went to Blue Springs, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I left the airport. I went to Vegas. And I left the airport. And then we had to drive to Blue Springs to drive me out. in my mind, the only way at that time, this was, I, I want to say this is like, this is 2023. So, yes, this is fucking 14 years ago. This is how long since I've been to Blue Springs now. I went that route to Blue Springs, and I only thought that was the Springs. Mm. Like, niggas used to tell me to go to Blue Springs. I'm like, damn, I got to drive all the way to North Kansas City. To get oh, on this, wow. to get on this. Like, I was nigga. I hated going to, and niggas used to look at me like the whole time and not say shit. I really want to cuss niggas out, like man, y'all really had me drive all the way down north when y'all knew I could have just jumped right on Lee Summer. Why did you- right, right, or I seventy, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell people because like. It it just sounds far, but it's really not. And if you drive to St. if you drive to St. Louis, you go up to Blue Springs every time. So it's not it's not really that big of a deal. I used to be like, what the? F-? I'm talking about. I used to fuck with a girl that stayed in Blue Springs, and I used to take the I used to drive all the way to where I knew you took the turn the uh, the turn in North Kansas City, and took that way out. Because, oh, um, uh, just uh, listen to you people. Like I said, I'm a 40 year old. So back then, I didn't. Um, it, it wasn't like GPS was popping. We had maps 
didn't, I, and in my mind, I didn't need a map quest because all I needed to know is what exits I need to get out. So I used to memorize exits. Right. Right. Just imagine before map quest and Rand McNally, because that's what I used to use with Rand McNally. Just imagine before then. Yeah. Folks was getting lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially in them subdivisions. Like, we got some weird ass subdivisions in the city, and I just be going through them sometimes. Like, why on earth does this make sense to anybody? We got number streets crossing number streets, and like that's so stupid. I was like, I I would never find nobody house. Like you have to come Listen, outside. You know what? I'm so glad that um my sense of diversity, you know. Uh, being a child of the 80s, we didn't have none of this invention. So a lot of kids in the 90s, they're so up in like GPS and all that, have a natural center of where they're at. Uh-huh. I'm so glad I know where a natural center of where I'm at because um, uh, uh, this is probably a year and a half ago. Um, I went down north to uh, Chicken and Pickle uh-huh. with Jasmine and a couple of uh, and a couple of our homies. Homie was driving, homie was using GPS, and homie kept on going. To, but I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, stop. So when he stopped, or I looked around, seeing where we was, and I got us directly out of there. And he was like, how'd you do that? I'm like, because certain shit, I just know what it is. Especially if I know a street, mm-hmm. I know exactly how to get through this street. Yeah. He was just, he was so used to the GPS. I'm like, this GPS is you and a certain, you know, GPS will fuck up, and that's what it was. Mm-hmm. We was in the bottom. We got close to the bottom. This month, they kept on saying, "Take a left, take a right, take a left, go yeah. straight." And we just kept on ending up in the same place. I'm like, "Nah, fuck out of this, man." I'm trying to go to Ponchos. I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Not you left a eating establishment trying to go to another one. Well, we ate there. What happened is we ate, we drunk, we kicked it at Chicken and Pickle. Chicken and Pickle is a dope spot. Yeah. Um, and directly, um, directly on the side of Chicken and Pickle, if you really want, um, it's a it's a bar, and they do karaoke on Fridays. Mm. So we went over there karaoke, um, and then after that, they stopped serving food at a certain time. So we got out of that spot like at two in the morning. We're fucked up. We smoking. We drinking. Where the fuck are we gonna go? Ponchos. Ponchos. Right. Got it. You know what I'm saying? Got to have your shit together. Yeah. Are all of them 24 hours still? Yep. Ooh. Cause I know the one out here is 24 hours, and I did something real horrible this uh this past week. I went to Poncho's at 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, this is the worst thing I could have ever done. <laughs> no, it ain't. That was the greatest thing you could have did because that's when it's the best. Yeah, it was fire. It was fire. And it was a lot. I couldn't finish it. I had to finish the rest the next day. But, yeah. Yeah. Ain't, ain't nothing like a California burrito at 4 to 5 in the morning. <laughs> that shit tastes like brand new money. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they they're like freaking gourmet meal. 
And then the one out here in Blue Springs, that one is really nice. You got to travel a minute to it, but it's really nice. You, you know, can that's tell the they clean it. <laughs> that's the crazy part because every ponchos I didn't see, like when I drive around and see new ponchos, these ponchos be nice. And I'm like, mm-hmm. like the ponchos I grew up with is a fucking hole in the wall. Yeah. I, I swear to God, I think the niggas that run the ponchos with we with where I'm at, that's a front for new niggas moving cocaine. These <laughs> niggas ain't changed shit. They ain't even changed the fucking speaker on the goddamn port of a, a window. At all. You know, one that used to be out here, it used to be on 40 Highway. And they tore, that's the old school one. They tore that one down and now they put a Chipotle right there. But it's another one that you got to travel a minute to. It's like, um, what's that, uh, that, that lake that's off of, uh, 40 Highway? Was that Lake Tapawingo? It's like Tapa, close yeah, to that. I was about to say, it's like Tropicana, some, some bullshit. Yeah, yeah. So it's close to that, but it's in Blue Springs. And, um, that one is clean. Like, the paint is still white, clean. Like, the colors are vibrant, clean. <laughs> so, yeah. Because I'm starting to get real leery about fast food. And that yeah. one, I don't think I have a problem with going to. Not, you know what? Ponchos ain't never let me down to the point where, listen, everybody know, uh, I mean, if you know me, you know where I stay. So, you know the ponchos I go to. Mm-hmm. Now, this ponchos be dumb, super packed, right? You know what they ain't never let me down with? Not never, not one time of me ever fucking with ponchos. And that's like a 20-year stretch. I ain't never pulled up to that motherfucker and no motherfucker said we was out or something. True. 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 Look, uh. the if, if I don't know if below that building they just got a plethora of shit, but <laughs> one of them, I, they ain't never, I was sitting in line for 45 fucking minutes and they ain't never ran out of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Now they don't run out of cash. But right. they ain't ran yeah. out of food. Now, yeah. yeah, they'll definitely run out of cash. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to get into these topics? Let's get into these topics, man. Um, you know, city love. Right. <laughs> Shout out to Ponchos. But um Yeah, so um let's start with the silly shit first. Um First, shout out to Krishan Rock. She had her baby this past week, and she went um, on IG Live and live streamed the birth. Now, in the video, they don't show nothing but, like, from her shoulders up as far as her is concerned. But, um, but yeah, she had, like, over 300,000 people in her live. Uh, everybody's so happy for her and congratulating her. Um, she had it a couple of weeks early, too. So, yeah. Um, she had a baby boy. She named her baby after her. Her name is um, Krishan Malone. So, her baby name is Krishan Malone Jr. Now, if you're wondering if her um, child's father, Blueface, was in attendance, the answer was no. Um, he was not in attendance. 
Um, actually, he was in Miami with his first baby mama, who apparently, I guess, they're back together. Um, yeah. And over the past week, we have been watching a meltdown of him. He's been tweeting and deleting a whole lot of shit. Um, has still hasn't uh, met his son. But he's talking about taking the baby from her and this, that, and the third. And, yeah. Talking about that, uh, his, uh, his, um, his first baby mama name is Jaden, but everybody calls her Stewie. He's talking about how she's gonna, um, be the one raising him if, uh, if she don't get her act together and whatnot. And, but... Like I said, she, excuse me, um, he's not there to know if her act is together or not. So, yeah. So we thought that, um, a lot of people said that the baby was going to change for Sean. It kind of looks like she's on a more positive route. So hopefully this is a, a positive thing for her life. Oh. I mean, time will tell. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've seen uh, piece of shit baby mamas be great for the first couple months. Right, right. You're absolutely correct. Um, But, yeah, so we will definitely see. Because they're, they're not going to do nothing but let us see. So, yeah. Um, So what are your thoughts on this? <clears throat> uh, my, uh, my first thoughts is uh, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know what it is to have a son, and I know, um, I know the type of feeling it is to have a son, um, as a man. So, I know Blueface has, um, has boys, but I think he just, uh, and that's, uh, it's gonna be something that, um, once he really does settle down, he's gonna let the, he's gonna let people know that he does regret, um, not seeing his son being born. Mm-hmm. It's something about that that uh, well, I don't care if you got one kid or three kids. It's just something about watching your son born that makes you want to do uh, um, amazing shit as a man because now you got a man to look after. Yeah. Like, and so I hope he actually, um, I hope he figures that out. Um, with Krishan, man, I hope she really realizes that, um, the same thing that you got a man to look after and that man is going to uh, see a lot of things that you and your uh, and his father has done and so for the time that he's around y'all have to like y'all got to really um actually do that co-parent thing where it actually works between the both of y'all because he's going to see a bunch of shit that happened and um and that's going to bring a wedge between you and, and his daddy I don't give a fuck what nobody talking about That'll break your heart. Um, it, it well, not not that it. Um, I'm gonna just nah. Fuck it. I was trying to be professional, but listen, keep it in a bean. It don't break this kid's heart to realize how crazy his mama and how up his mama used to act. Like damn, like he gonna really question. Like damn, you knew you was pregnant. Um, when you went to the shoe store and. You, you was just knocking off Hennessy and bust my daddy upside the head. Like, this shit is great. 
here. <coughs> yeah. Um, and but, I mean, you know, I, I digress. When I, I, I'm just, uh, I do. Um, I'm glad that the baby is healthy. I'm glad that the baby is okay. And um, I really just want to make sure that I don't never uh, say anything disrespectful. Like I'm, uh, I'm laughing at this, uh, at this kid's birth because I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm hated over this kid's birth. I'm, um, you know, you, you, uh, you come into a fucked up world, young man. Um, but you can be great. Yeah. Yeah. It can be the best part of both of them. Yeah. Um, and I just hope I just hope they get it together. Uh, you know, if we're nothing else for the sake of their child, I don't really have too much hope for Blueface because shoot, he already got two kids and he ain't got his shit together. Um, I mean, he got his shit together financially, but that's about it. Yeah. Right. Right. So I just hope, I just hope for better things for both of them. Cause (laughs) that's a, that's a freaking mess that they not, they not trying to make better currently. Because they are really going back and forth online. And it's like, we don't need to know none of this shit. Like, this ain't none of our business. You know? Yeah, fuck not. <laughs> Currently, shout out, to, shout out to my son's name. Right. Currently, we are watching some crazy shit between them two. Um, and we've been watching it, and then we watched some watch crazy it. shit between um, with with his uh first baby mama. It's like um, she wants to say, but she can't say. She wants to say, "I'm completely jealous of this fucking baby right now," but she don't want to say that, so she's just gonna always talk about some shit that's going on between Blueface and the kids that he has uh, with her. Yeah. 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 And then, I mean, because the the public loves Chris Sean so much, they absolutely hate that first baby mom. And <clears throat> she don't make it no better. It's like she's leaning into the hate. But. Right. Yeah. Um, I ain't saying they got a right to hate her. I'm saying I understand why. Yeah. 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 Um, it probably would have just been best for her to play her position out of the spotlight. But, you know, with a with a baby daddy like Blueface, I'm sure that's not possible. <laughs> yeah, but... That's just wow. It's like now, nah, I, I, as a man, um, as a man talking to another man, um, I think Blueface is a uh, brilliant. Um, the the way you formulated your life to be actually um capable enough to do the things you do, you're brilliant for that. I just really want you to understand that um, your son means a lot to you uh, more than you really think that you know. Your son means a lot to you. 
really need to go check on your son. Mm-hmm. You really need to uh, do that. Because um, you're going to re- realize that, you know, um, imprint yourself on that before it's too late. Mm-hmm. Um, only because, you know, um, I come from, I, I'm a man, and I, I come from a product of a broken home. And um, I wish my father would have got to me sooner. By the time he wanted a relationship with me, I was already, quote, unquote, what I considered a man. So me and him would never have that relationship anymore. Um, and I know that hurts. Yeah. So I hope that uh, you uh, you realize that before my dad realized that. Yeah. Right. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Because then at that point, the only person you can blame is yourself. You know? Yeah. But, you know, wishing them all the best. So, uh, next up is... Cheers, y'all. Next up is... <clears throat> um, the Tyrese Breakfast Club interview. Did you get a chance to watch it? I did watch that shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I watched it. All right, so... um. Tyrese, who has been on The Breakfast Club a few times in the past, he recently came on The Breakfast Club. And um, it was like almost an hour and a half interview that they did. And there was a lot of things that they needed to get off their chest and clear the air. Um, One thing is um, a few years ago, DJ Envy cheated on his wife. And he did a public apology. And in this public apology, um, I guess they were on the verge of divorce. But um, Tyrese heard it. And so when Tyrese heard it, he reached out to DJ Envy and he was like a a big um, factor in the reconciliation of DJ Envy and his wife. Um, he played he played a big part. Um, it was a very selfless act. Very selfless act. Um, and he's also had a professional and I guess somewhat personal relationship with Charlemagne the God as well. But um, back in... I guess it was 2017 when all this happened, when he was going through his custody battle with his uh, first wife, or yeah, his first wife. And um, when he was like spazzing out online and doing all these types of things online, uh, when we got the whole congratulations video and stuff, which I still use that meme to this day. Um, so, uh, he was on psych meds. And apparently, not only did he go online doing a lot of weird, erratic stuff, but he was doing a lot of weird, erratic stuff to people offline in his personal. So, um, a lot of people stopped fucking with him behind that. One of them being DJ Envy and his wife. So, when he's going through 
um, another divorce, which he's been going through a divorce these past three years. I thought the divorce was done, but apparently not. Um, nobody offered him the same grace or courtesy or anything like that. Um, actually the opposite on the breakfast club, they not only report on it, which is their job, but they crack jokes, talk shit about it. So with Tyrese going up there for this interview, he pretty much, you know, started off the interview addressing his um, issues with the way that they report on him and how they don't offer him the same grace that he offered to them. Um, and like the majority of the interview was about that. Um, he did offer the apologies that needed to be offered in regards to how he acted while he was on these, um, psych meds and whatnot. But, um, they said the issue is done or whatnot, but me personally, um, unfortunately, like my thoughts are, unfortunately, you uh, can't expect the same grace that you have given to people in return. Life just unfortunately doesn't act that way or doesn't pan out that way. So um, it would be great. It would be nice. It doesn't negate your feelings. It doesn't negate if it's right or wrong how people treat you. But unfortunately, people don't have to treat you with the same graces and mercy and respect that you treat them. And it's just, it's a life lesson. Like, me personally, when when it's not reciprocated to me, I know in the future not to fuck with that person on that level. And that just is what it is. You know? Um, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, first and foremost, I want to say this. Anytime you see a black man, um, come together and actually, um, put out their differences, um, without it being a a confrontation where, uh, uh, someone has to put up fisticuffs Mm -hmm. because, uh, uh, because if a man has to put up fisticuffs over another man from talking, that means that man is not intelligent. So um, the fact that that happened, I want to say, hey, we need to really uh, pay attention to that and like try to move forward as all as individuals and to try to uh, seek resolution that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that's getting the nice shit out of the way. The truth of the matter is, and this is just my opinion. Mm-hmm. What we seen was two tender dick ass niggas having a tender dick ass <laughs> moment. Hey, don't get it twisted. When I watch this interview, now I understand. Like, I uh, matter of fact, I overstand mm-hmm. because in the field I work with, I understand how certain medications make people act a certain way. So I understand that. Wholeheartedly. Um, at the same time, yeah, at the same time, I also understand what it's like to be around a nigga who, um, 
not only is self-conscious, but is light-skinned. Them niggas got a chip on your on their shoulder that is bigger than motherfucking Mount Rushmore. And like they know they can do a hundred percent wrong all the fucking time, and you bet not point it out to them because they act real fucking bitchy when it comes to it. Um for me, this is one of those situations I am going to piggyback off you, Lindsay. If it's whatever you do for a person. You should not want it reciprocated back. You should always just, at the same time, want the acknowledgement that you did it. Um, that acknowledgement can just be like, yeah, you did it, but fuck you anyway. Okay, cool. I'm able to live with that as a man, but I just want you to acknowledge that that's what I did for you. Mm-hmm. And, um, at the same token, I'm not never going to say what you did, uh, uh, what, um, what you did for me. Not only am I not going to do that, I'm also not going to um, try to explain some shit I can't explain. I can't explain what I was doing when I was on those meds because I, I I can't explain how I was feeling. Like he said in that interview, I don't remember half this shit. So right. I'm not going to explain and I'm not going to be like, well, you just like God, I expect you. Nah, I'm not doing none of that shit. Bro, I told <clears> you <throat> I was fucked up off meds. You still mad at me? Yeah. You still mad at me? Okay, cool, then stay mad at me. Or, t- you know what I'm saying? And if, if you're not willing to talk to me about this shit, you want to block me, you want to tell me in my face, this is the shit where I understood that two of these niggas, both of these niggas was tender dick niggas. Okay. Because, listen, first of all, I'm not never going to let a nigga tell me the way you talk to my wife, I should be boxing your mouth right now. Nigga, this interview is over. You about to come talk to me like a man, or we, you about to treat see if you're going to box my mouth. Mm-hmm. The fuck you talking about? Don't don't try to do that shit on air. And then for two, for me is, I'm never gonna explain myself to a nigga that says that's why I blocked you. The fuck? If yeah. you block me, then you block me. It is what it is. Me and you ain't got no more conversation out of it. None. None. But that's just tender dick nigga issue. I'm not a tender dick nigga, so I'm not gonna. I'm I'm not trying to figure out your feelings, my nigga. I ain't trying to figure that out. That's how you feel. That's how you feel. Let me go ahead and get out of here before something. But I die. Like I said, at the end of the day, I really do uh, appreciate how these two um, or these three men got together and they vented out their differences and nothing came. Um, at the same time, I'm still I'm still going to pull you to the side and tell you, nigga. Who the fuck do you who who the fuck you gonna hotbox mouse on? Like nigga, what the fuck do you think you you talking about? Like nigga, we ain't doing that. I'm coming in here for the olive branch, so I expect you to do the same. Yeah. Like come on, get the fuck out of here. Like I told you, I was the, nigga. This nigga, I, I remember the shit because when he pointed uh, when he said it on the interview, I remember the shit being on the news. How. I was like, yeah, he really like calling Jada and saying some crazy shit. Now, I just thought Tyrese was tripping. I didn't know nothing about the man. But when that nigga was calling her because he was off that baby boy shit and calling her like he was Tupac, I remember that shit. <laughs> it's not funny. That's when I knew that nigga. I thought the nigga was not. I said, damn. I was saying in my head, I'm like, that nigga needs some medication. Little <laughs> did I know the medication was making him do this shit. Yeah. I knew I knew it was the mess because as soon as he came to, 
he um he did an interview with either Big Boy or Sway or Ricky Smiley. He did an interview with somebody. And um <clears throat> and he said it on that interview, like my meds needed to be recalibrated. That's what that was. You know, as soon as he and in that interview he sounded normal. So as soon as he said that, being that um I know a thing or two about medication being recalibrated, I was like, Oh, okay, that makes sense. You know, so Yeah, I, I was like, nigga, what? Yeah. And yeah, this nigga was, this nigga was calling Jada like he was Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> wow. Just imagine you picking up the phone. Just imagine you Jada picking. He's like, hello? And this nigga like, <laughs> this nigga got on the phone talking about some. Tender dick, nigga. But I'm saying these two niggas are tender dick. 
Um, if it was just any other nigga, he should have just said, hey, shit I did for you ain't what you did for me. So I understand what type of person you get. I, I just understand, you know, without an apology, without anything, um, whatever it is, I'm not, I, I don't give a fuck what you saw me doing. You know, you could have seen me doing a bunch of shit. That doesn't mean I didn't help you in your situation. Mm-hmm. That's like um, any nigga that grew up in the in the in the streets. You had an OG nigga that probably was a dope fiend nigga for real, but he taught you how to hustle. So that means you never bring up his dope fiend shit. Mm-hmm. You right. know you got to respect that. But when niggas that don't respect it, like EJ Envy, they're gonna put that on blast, like. Um, I don't think a lot, a lot of people put him uh, uh, was paying attention how DJ uh, Envy slid uh, slid in that jab talking about yeah when you was uh, dealing with that uh, uh, all that stuff with your wife um, but you was uh, dealing with that girl that was overseas bitch ass nigga why you gotta bring that up right right why you even gotta talk I'm we not even talking about that we talking about the shit that I was doing for you and your wife. Mm-hmm. If you, even if you felt that way as a man, that you didn't like what I was doing, why wouldn't you tell me that? Right. Right, right, because that's where it initially started. Like a non-tender dick nigga would have said that, like. Yeah, because yeah, that's where it initially started. You bullshit about the shit I said to your wife. Yeah. Nah, the person. Yeah, because, like, what. <laughs> So like when when it initially started or whatever, I thought that that's where it was gonna go. Like also oh, he did cheat on his wife, and that's the part that you're not rocking with, you know. Especially when he brought up preachers, when he brought up the um, comparison to preachers, because we all know preachers are notorious right. for cheating. So yeah, so I was just like, oh, okay, but then Tyrese was just like, well, I ain't do nothing. That I don't know, like, I don't know why she left. So, I was just like, okay. This I mean, is- uh, when put shove the whole thing, I mean, it's it's cool they did it, uh, they did it on the air, squash that shit. But in real life, yeah, they're laughing and joking and all that shit. Um, I know niggas like DJ Envy. DJ Envy don't fuck with Tyrese. Period. I yeah. laugh and I joke and I say, yeah, I apologize and all that. Tyrese can't call that nigga Steve. Mm-mm. I guarantee you. I know light-skinned, tender dick nigga. Yeah. yeah. That's just one of those things, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Like, so, this is one of those things where I will uh, uh, forecast this. Like, if we ever get big and we do anything and we get on the breakfast club, and he ever addresses me with that, I'm not going to ever be disrespectful, but I'm going to keep it real with him. Like, I just think it was a tender dick moment, my nigga. Like, I don't expect, like, we cool after that. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to keep it 100. Right. Right. Right, as you should. Because you if know? that's a nigga that you really fuck with, you're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just think, I think that was whack. You're not going to do that. Yeah. I think that was whack, but, you know, DJ Envy, um, he can, he has whack moments. They, I mean, both of them do, to be honest. 
I used to really I used to really enjoy watching them, but not so much. I think the only one that really didn't have a whack moment in that interview was just hilarious. You know? Cause like Well Jess a rookie. Yeah, that's true too. But um like I understood why uh Charlemagne was mad. But I don't think it would have been that deep if he would have just understood what happened. Like, I don't, that's what I don't understand. Like, why did it take years later for them to be in this interview for, excuse me, for this to come out that this is what happened? You know, and. Well, this is Hollywood. For me, this is Hollywood. So I can guarantee you that um, Charlemagne and Tyrese binge watched this shit. Waiting on a time that they can get DJ Envy in there. Mm-hmm. That's possible. That's possible. Yeah, because because the way they interacted with each other about they uh, about their problem, they both was nonchalant with. It. They was both easy to go. So that means we've already had a discussion over. Yeah. We really just want to talk to the elephant in the room, which is the DJ Envy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, their their stuff was more business. And, I mean, shit happens in business. It's business, you know? Um, but, but yeah. But, yeah, the envy stuff was all personal. So. Yeah. And not to, because I don't know that man's life or anything. I just know what he do on the breakfast club. Mm-hmm. Um, and what he do on the club, he really show you moments where he's real tender dick. Like right now, everyone knows your quarrels with your wife, bro. Like, not trying to be disrespectful or anything, because you're a man at the end of the day, and I recognize you're a man, you're a father, you're a husband. I recognize all that. At the same time, we all know you're a father, you're a husband, and you and your wife has went through some shit, and we all know this. Yeah. So stop trying to um be super tough when niggas bring that shit out. Like, what do you think you gonna you gonna fight everybody? Because you gonna run up on you. You've been telling people certain things, and I'm not saying um, this is ever gonna happen to you. God forbid it happens. But you be telling people certain things when it comes to niggas speaking on your wife. You gonna run into one guy one day that you're gonna say that to, and that nigga gonna look you dead in the face and say, "Fuck you and your wife, nigga." I said what I said, and I don't think you really gonna jump up and uh, hot box a nigga mouth for real. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Not saying you a bitch ass nigga or anything. I just think you're going to focus more on your career first. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, y'all keep talking about what he said in these texts. I want to know what he said in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. And see, that's my thing. That's how I know he didn't say, he didn't say too much. Whatever he said, they probably was like, he on some high shit or some drunk shit and just let it go. Yeah. But, again, when you attend your dick niggas, you put the two on the ten. You say the shit that you said to my wife. Like he said, nigga, when I was texting your wife, I didn't even know your motherfucking name. Yeah. Like, so, whatever I said to your wife, nigga, it couldn't have been crazy because I didn't even know who you was when she was talking about. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know your real name, nigga. I know it's DJ Envy. 
Right, right. <laughs> that was the crazy part. Like he's doing all of this, oh, what? What? and he don't even know his name is Rashawn. Like, for sure. Yeah, this is the thing, and I can I can almost guarantee you this is what it was. As a man, he was probably saying whatever. She probably was saying something to him, and as a man, he was talking to her as a man. Now he didn't. I, I, I can nine times out of ten he didn't get disrespectful because DJ Envy always carried receipts. That's one thing I know about that man. He didn't say anything about those text messages. So what it was is he was coming to her as a man, and she was getting upset at coming to uh, DJ Envy, and DJ Envy was carrying that over like shit. You said to my wife, nigga. You know when you read that shit, that nigga didn't say too much because you didn't even bring it up. Nigga, and I know you bring shit up. Right, right. Because if he would have been like, fuck you or something like that, DJ Emmy would have most definitely said that. Like, you told my wife, fuck you and your ugly ass kids. <laughs> like, you know? So. Yeah. You already brought up that I was fucking with a bitch overseas. So you would have definitely said if I, if I was sending your bitch like, Nasty texts and all that old extra shit. Oh, yeah. That mother most definitely came out. Most definitely came out. So you didn't say nothing because what it was is that nigga didn't say nothing at all disrespectful as a man. She just got upset with the way he said shit to her. Mm-hmm. And she came and she came to you and you was trying to salvage your marriage because you're a tender dick nigga. And I'm not flossing you because every tender dick nigga can uh, end up being a firm dick nigga. Listen, mm-hmm. I was a firm dick nigga, and then I fucked with the wrong bitch and became a tender dick nigga, and then I had to realize once I dropped that bitch, my dick need to get back hard. So I'm not telling you that, you know what I'm saying, it, it can't happen, but what you did was you went on some tender dick nigga shit on some defending your wife, and she didn't need to be defended. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I say that is because you couldn't bring up anything about it. Right, right. Right, which is definitely possible, which is definitely possible. Oh right. <clears throat> so yeah, so that's that. Um next up <clears throat> is uh Sheree Whitfield. Um Sheree Whitfield is um as many of you know a uh Atlanta housewife. Um this past Sunday they had their first part of their reunion for season fifteen. Um, one thing that got brought up was the fact that, um, well, not, well, I wouldn't say the fact, but, um, the designer of her, um, of a lot of the pieces that was used in her fashion show that was aired on season 14, he's come out saying that he hasn't been paid. And, um, it got brought up on the reunion and Sheree came with a receipt saying that the person that she worked with um, said that Sheree paid her and she paid the person. So the designer did an interview and in said interview, he came with a lot of information. He said, um, basically, she was um, very um, unknowledgeable to the whole design, um, fashion, 
world. She's very, she's very unknowledgeable. And um, they came to him seven days before the fashion show and wanted him to initially make eight pieces. Then it ended up turning in, it went from eight pieces to 40 pieces. And he ended up making the pieces. Um, he ended up uh, being on site the day of the fashion show to, you know, assist with any alterations to get, I mean, just to help backstage. And all of this stuff adds up, you know, um, as far as money is concerned. Um, the only thing that he was paid was the reimbursement for the money that he put in. And it wasn't even a full reimbursement. Um, he paid $2,500. Um, and he only received $2,000. And <clears throat> it was a lot. Um, this person is pretty much solidified in the game. He went to a fashion institute. He's worked with big names, big um, fashion houses. He's been in the game for about like 15 years. Um, he does, I mean, he does what he does and he does it well. The person that Sheree was working with is a, um, she's, she has her own clothing um, store as well. So she's very, like her name is very good in the fashion industry as well. And so she had the connection with him. So um, he pretty much, you know, put her on blast. So with you, like before, when we talked about Sheree last year after the fashion show, um, with you being a person that owns a clothing line, when you hear all of what's transpired, with this situation, what are your thoughts? Um, foremost, um, my thoughts uh, is this. My dude, being in this business, you got to understand that down payments, down payments got to damn near be um, what's going to be your livelihood. Um, so if you're ever in a situation where a motherfucker tell you, hey, they want to go and do eight pieces, um, whatever you charge them has to be your livelihood um, for that month. You know, whether it's um, paying your rent, paying your gas, your lights, your water. If it's something simple as that, it has to be that because um, you got to really understand that when you're, when you're building a brand, um, the only way you can build a brand is if uh, the things around you don't crumble. So it should never be a situation where you're uh, doing something for somebody and they ain't gave you payment up front. Um, and I mean significant payment. Mm -hmm. You know, because um, I've seen his receipts. A motherfucker give me $450 uh, to create something that I told him it was going to cost uh, at least $25 for. Um, I would have told them that's their retainer fee. They want to actually do business with me. They're going to give me a down payment. Yeah. Um, but that's just me. 
Uh, this is uh, one of those things where uh, I believe he's totally correct. At the same time, I believe that uh, this man uh, needs to make sure that uh, his uh, his real business isn't uh, getting taken over by scammers. Because, you know, you got all these receipts about how you establish and you've been around for 15 years. Um, if you're established enough to know certain things like that, when you're trying to, uh, when, when you're dealing with somebody who is who has been doing things and has not been prospering over it, you're supposed to be the one to give them the game. Yeah. You're supposed to be like, nigga, why, you, nigga, give me this two rides. Make sure you make four right now. Yeah. Like, you should be that guy when you know you're dealing with that. It should never be a situation where you're going to sit here and you're going to get on a podcast and you're going to put this lady on blast. Now, I understand, you know, you are old monies, but you're old monies because you motherfucking eyes are across your fucking teeth, my nigga. Yeah. That's why you old money. You know, let's keep it 100. If you were really um, the established person that you say you is, it wouldn't have been no. First of all, um, this lady is on a reality TV show. If you were really that person, um, they would have put you on that show. So um, let, let, let's oh, just, that's let's just another start thing. taking away a downstairs there. That's another thing. So he has worked with other housewives in the past. Um, but at the fashion show in particular, the producers wanted Sheree to film a scene with him. Sheree refused. Then you take all your shit back. This is what I, I and mean, he this has. Is he has. Like, I'm doing this for the betterment of you. Right. Yeah. Like yeah, you, I'm doing this for the betterment of you, but at the same time, I'm doing this for the betterment of you. Um, I'm supposed to get a kickback from that. Yeah. At the end of the day, you got to really understand this is a kick. You got to get a kickback. Right. 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 I feel like this is business. <clears throat> I feel like um, because everybody knows that she has struggled with this um with this fashion line for the in, for the longest throughout the duration of the show. The show's like I said it's on its 15th season right now. Um but I feel like he may have like let things slide or reduced the price or you know did things um without being compensated because of the fact that it would be publicity. He, he probably would get more business out of it. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, they, because, like, people do, like, reduce fees for, um, for stuff when they are being promoted by that person that they reduce the fee for. You know what I'm saying? So, because it was talking about you more right. uh, business. You're 100% right. Yeah. Yeah, you're 100% right. That's what people do. But those the same people that do that and reduce fees, you know what they do? They also put you on the contract. Yeah, contract, absolutely, absolutely. So they don't get fucked over. Yeah, yeah. And and Sheree has a reputation for fucking people over. Um, when it comes to paying bills, so she does she does have that reputation. So I just. I mean, it's a messed up situation. I totally believe everything he's saying. Like, he he definitely yeah. was credible. But, uh... 
excuse me, she's not gonna get that. He's not gonna get that money back unless he sued her. And he said that it might not be worth it to sue. But it's not worth it. Yeah. At the end of the day, this is see, this is the thing. This is why um in today's society, um, we have these uh emotional men. You know, he'd rather just a because if you're just my thing is, if you're this elite designer like you say you are, this is just a stepping stone. You know when you talk about this story, you talk about this story 30 years from now. Yeah. That's when you, you don't talk about it right now because fuck <coughs> that fucking brand because that brand is never going to go nowhere. You already yeah. seen it. You seen it didn't move until you did something and then you still didn't get paid from it. So, what is the game right here? Yeah. The game is just to show everybody you can be fucked over. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the thing because last year when she did the fashion show, everybody loved what came down the runway, right? Well, when the um, website launched, nothing that was on the runway was on the website. It's something totally different on the website, though. Everybody's wondering, like, where's the fashions from the fashion show? Well, he's not releasing them to her because of this issue. And here we are a year later, and he still hasn't been compensated or anything like that. So, me personally, if I was him because everybody loved what they saw, I would just release it myself. I would just release the yeah. fashion myself, yeah. Like this, like I'm sure that maybe he, maybe yeah, that wasn't part of the plan, right? I'm sure that maybe that wasn't part of the plan that he, of him wanting to, you know, have his own fashion line, especially an athleisure line. But you know, origin stories are origin stories for a reason, and this could be his origin story for a multi million dollar fashion line. You know, exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Like some some things don't need to be put on blast. Like, um, uh, just for the audience, man. This is for the men in the audience, or, or even for the women. Like, just keeping it real. Some things like don't need to be put on blast. Like, mm-hmm. I get people fuck people over all the time. Case in point, this situation right here. I'm in business with a clothing line. I've been fucked over. Plenty of times. Mm-hmm. I have had deadlines. People ain't came up with my product. Things that I, I've I've been through all this shit. I've been fucked up. I've I've sent money overseas and and never got any merchandise. Mm. I'm never gonna I'm never gonna sit there and um make those by talking about it. Right. It's just gonna be one of those things that you know it's a learning lesson. I get through it, I understand it, and now that I understand it, it will. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a, it's um, growing pains and learning lessons, you know? Yeah. And, you know, it's unfortunate on his situation, on his side, but, I mean, you got the money makers right there. Just print, I mean, just get those prints out, you know? But if, it, if you already got them, 
Ain't no sense of, uh, sitting there even dealing with it. Right, right. But but it's been a year, you know, um, and he's he's come out probably like once or twice about the situation. But it wasn't until this past interview that he was like, "All right, I'm about to tell it all," you know, because now you on you on TV trying to play me and trying to act like I've been paid and I ain't been paid. So, so yeah, that's why he was just like, you know, one, two, three, that's enough. And which which I can I can understand and respect, you know, but it's just it's just crazy. It's like this fifty something year old woman still is on her BS with bills. So, but anyway. So, that's that's the uh, charade story. Um, Let's see. Okay, so our last story is um, this, this young lady in Houston. She comes online and she lets the world know that a guy asked for her number and she refused and she got hit in the head with a brick. Um, you know, um, when I initially saw the video, it was the video of her in the hospital crying, whole face. This whole side of her face is swollen. She looks completely deformed. She's crying. She doesn't know why anybody would do this to her. She hasn't done anything to warrant something like that. And how it was a bunch of dudes around her um, that didn't do anything. So, of course, it goes viral. Everybody's like, oh, my God, that's messed up. So, the internet, being the internet, they started, you know, doing some digging on this lady. Um, Come to find out, she's, um, I think she's Somalian. And she has uh, made videos against um, American black women, um, pretty much saying that um, we get things from the trans community and we're just mad because they're going to take our men. Um, she's also made videos where she goes around yelling at white men and smacking them in the face. So, um, that can those videos went viral as well. Um, then there was a guy, there was a couple of guys that were present when she got hit with the brick and they said pretty much she antagonized the man um I don't think they necessarily said that she deserved it but it was like no they didn't say she deserved yeah, it yeah they I don't think they said that but what they did say was that if it happened again they'll do the exact same thing and they not about to and jump she, in. Um, she was actually arguing with a man and a woman. Oh, she was arguing with a man and a woman. Yeah, so then there was another video that came out of her. Um, she recorded 
at the incident. So, yeah. Um, you know, uh, we just, we live in a day and age where people just pretty much mind their business. You know, and mm-hmm. I can't 100% be mad at somebody who minds their business because I remember hearing stories of people who did intervene and the rage turned on them and then they're no longer here. Um, in the same breath. Yep. In the same breath. Um, she was, she, if, if we go off of the story that she initially gave, Hey, can I get your number? No. Brick. She was actually a lucky one. Cause like like we discussed earlier in the week, I remember a story, you actually know the person in the story that basically uh, yeah. the same thing happened. She declined to give her number yeah. and she's no longer here. So um I remember hearing that as a kid. No longer. Not only is she no longer here, um, hold on, fun fact. Yeah. Not even taking that out because uh, that's a real situation that um, a lot of people, not only is she no longer here, um, she's no longer here in the worst way. Like, um, y'all be thinking um, certain shit be real sweet out here, and you be thinking like niggas be getting died because they get hit by a straight bullet or they get hit by a bullet because the nigga is weird. No. Um, uh, the whole intention is. In that situation, um, of, of what happened there in that situation was the intention was to slice her, and they sliced her to kill her. So, like you know, it's um, I really want people to understand uh, certain uh, even bringing that up because, like yeah. I told you, like that was that was that that, that was something that was uh, real close to me. Right. Um, yeah, it, you you gotta realize that like certain people don't play like you play. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you think you right. think it's our words. A lot of these people don't play like. You. Yeah, right. And I I remember hearing that story as a kid, and I was spooked after that. And I was just like, "Well, shoot." They asked me, I'm giving it to them. I don't care. Like, <laughs> just won't answer the phone if they call or something like that. Um, there has been a couple of times where I did decline and there was one particular time where I declined and the dude looked at me like, bitch, I'll kill you. And I was like, okay, let me go into this store, you know? So it's just, it's, oh, I mean, it's unfortunate because you should be able to live in your, you should be able to live in this world without giving everybody a number if you don't want to. You know what I'm saying? Like, you shouldn't have to think about, oh, the consequences of me not giving my number is death. You know? Um, like, yeah. but, but, I mean, unfortunately, that's not the world that we live in now. Um, It's not. It's not because, um, I, I just had this conversation with Jasmine. I was like, damn. I grew up in a time where, you know, um, motherfuckers would, you know what I'm saying, would, would try to holler at a girl, and the girl would say no, and they, and the girl was a bunch of bitches. Yeah. 
um, every now and then we had some uh, things escalate, like the situation that we were just talking about. The truth behind that story is he tried to talk to her. She shut him down. His girlfriend is the one that sliced him. Wow. Wow. That's that. That's the truth of the story. Wow. That's the truth of the story. I I can I can go deep into it, but I'm not gonna go deep into it. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, yeah, that's what it was. He got shut down. He had he told his girl some other shit, and they went in that motherfucker and tried to and, and sliced her, sliced her and the people she was with. She just happened to just not make it. Mm. Wow. Wow, all because of him being rejected. Just because of him being rejected. Yeah. So, um, my thing about the whole situation is, one, I deep dived into it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I went, I watched every single uh, podcast and situation talking on this issue. And I want to address... I just want to take it back and start addressing certain things. Okay. One I will address. Nobody should, nobody, man or woman, should ever put their hands on each other. Like, period. When you get into a moment of anger, I feel like um, because you you think a a situation is going to be a certain way, but you don't know how everybody moves, you shouldn't put your hands on people. I'm just a stickler in it. Yeah. But another thing I will say is this lady was used to nobody ever doing anything to her. You know, she has been very disrespectful. Even though she was disrespectful to white man, she's very disrespectful to men. Not only that, she um uh her little <clears throat> uh she does she belittles men. Yeah. She talked down to them. Another thing I will say, skipping all that, is to say, um, this ain't the first time this lady has been through any of this. She had made an allegation, nobody has a, but she had an allegation of a man that assaulted her, and she went and had a GoFundMe page, and she uh, she racked up 20 grand out of that. Oh, see, I thought that the GoFundMe was for this situation, so it was for another one? I don't know. She got, she got two of them. Go ahead and research. She got oh, two of them. Wow. One was a couple of years ago where she said, you know, she as, as a Muslim woman, she got assaulted by a man, and they gave her 20 grand. Wow. Now, in this situation, um, she's going through that. She popped up another OnlyFans, and it racked up to 34 grand. Right now, it's at 34K. Yeah. That's crazy. So she's a habitual line stepper. Yeah. And she's an habitual scammer. Yeah. This what it, I, I, I hate to talk bad. Um, if I bring Jasmine out here, she'll tell you. Yesterday, I was like, I'm trying to find my best, find a silver lining to this white, uh, this lady. So I won't, um, I won't totally disrespect her, uh, disrespect her. But I'm fully just about to totally disrespect her because, um. The thing about it is, no, you're not justified for getting a brick in your face. I ain't never saying that. I'm not never saying anything justifies for a man to hit you in the face with a brick. 
Right, right. That's just me. What I will say is this, though. How do we know? How do we know that happens? In a world that we live in, where as soon as a woman and a man are arguing, the first thing people do is pick up their phones. Why is that not there? Yeah. This is why I tell people stop, stop playing with folks. Yeah. People were pulling up pictures where she was in this club and she had her face covered the whole time like a ninja. She had her face. So nobody knew what she looked like the whole time in the club. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I, when I did my deep dive, I deep dive. Right, right. So they got pictures of her having her, her whole face covered. You can only see her eyes. And the place she was at is a place in Houston where it's, uh, it, it, it's nothing but Somali. Now, yeah. and that thing uh, that I just said, I will say this. All of a sudden, she picks up a camera, shows her face, and says, nigga, hit her. And then if you hear the people in the background, they're like, well, what brick? Like, what are you talking like? They probably seen her being belligerent with that nigga and didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. They seen her being belligerent with that bitch, didn't say anything. When she noticed that, that's when she picked up her phone. All of a sudden, the mask is off, and you got this big ass hematoma over your face. Mm-hmm. Not saying, because if it did, if, if, okay, that's, that's fucked up. At the same time, I don't think it's what we think it is. I think she's fully scamming, folks. I think that um, uh, Maxwell with the bitch she fucked with, because she is a lesbian, and she probably got cracked in the face with the ironing board, and then she waited for the situation to happen so she can get money off of it. Wow. Wow, so your theory That's what is... I think. Just because I'm looking, at what, I'm looking at the things that are coming out. Right, right. So your theory is, is that the person that she's accusing hit her didn't hit her at all. That she got hit somewhere else and she set this shit up. Yeah, I think she set this shit up. And I think she set it up. And this is the thing. <clears throat> um, and I'm not I'm not downplaying Somali. But what I will say in my experience with Somali. Y'all <coughs> call each other niggas. <clears throat> know why y'all don't call each other nigga? Because y'all don't want to be labeled as black. Y'all say y'all Somali and y'all say y'all black. Um, this is a Somalian issue. But she made it because it has to go viral. It has to be a nigga that hit her on the street. Listen, I'm a nigga. Mm. I'm a nigga. And I'm going to tell you outright as a nigga, I ain't going to hit a bitch in the face with a brick unless... It's a gang of them bitches trying to jump me with bricks. <laughs> when we going brick for brick. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we going brick for brick at that point. Yeah. Other than that, I'm just not about to randomly hit no bitch with a brick. Yeah. Because I'm a nigga. You're not going to say a nigga hit me. You know, a nigga didn't hit you. A Somalian dude hit you. Mm-hmm. That's a Somalian issue. But we also know... Um, and those and Somalian uh ancestors and other African ancestry, how they how they play with their women, they don't. 
and she's one of them to play with a lot of people. They don't play. They don't do none of that extra shit. Yeah. So say what it is. And you was getting into it with a nigga and a bitch. That bitch probably hit you with a brick. But it mm-hmm. wasn't a nigga. The nigga probably would have, he probably would have threw your ass somewhere. Yeah. 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 Um. <clears throat> and there's no video. There's no video of the altercation. This is the thing. In the world we live in, we're a world full of phones. Right. And if there was an issue... Everybody pulls out their phone when it's an altercation. Exactly, exactly. And if there was an issue, if she didn't pull out her phone, somebody would have pulled out their phone. Yeah, just just on the strength of something might happen. We would have seen that shit. Mm -hmm. That bitch talking about she got hit with a brick, I can guarantee you that shit would have been everywhere seeing this bitch get hit by a brick. Yeah. Yeah. That ain't what happened. What happened was you said something to the wrong nigga in front of his bitch, and that bitch probably clocked you, but you already had that hematoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I believe. I believe you already had it. Because mm-hmm. ain't no way in the world. And then the pictures that show, I, I'm, I'm just going off the pictures. The pictures show the whole time you in this place, you are in a bar, which is a Somalian bar. That's mm-hmm. why I keep on wanting to say, uh, um, um, stop always saying nigga. Because I don't even want to call y'all self nigga, bitch. Don't do that. When y'all get to each other, y'all don't call each other nigga. Mm-hmm. Y'all Somalian. Y'all don't even like us. Yeah. So, and not saying all Somalians don't like us, but I know the majority be that kind. Because mm-hmm. I know Somalians. Yeah. What I'm saying is, that's a Somalian issue. Ain't no nigga hit you with no brick. That Somalian dude hit you. So talk about your Somalian brother. Yeah. Don't talk about us. Cause we don't do that. Half of us grew up with uh, abusive moms. So we ain't doing saying we uh, we never gonna let certain situations happen. That's we just know a motherfucker asking for. Now I will say I've been one of those niggas that step in certain situations. Mm-hmm. But I've also been that nigga to be like, you know what? I ain't getting into that. That's no business hitting that nigga across. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I was thinking, like, you know, it w- like once it started escalating, it wouldn't have been nothing for another guy to, like, intervene and be like, hey, bro, chill. You know what I'm saying? That's the female. Let it let it ride. Come on with me. Let's walk, you know? um, But... With all this information coming out, it's like, I totally, I totally, which I understood before, but I totally understand nobody intervening, you know, because again, like I said before, we have heard of situations where people did intervene and the aggression turned on them and they're no longer here, you know, so it's like, with, with the generation coming up. What would you tell um, a young girl that's starting, you know, that's coming up? What would you tell that person that in, like, let's just take this situation and put it to the side. But in a situation where a dude is asking for a number, she doesn't want to give it to him. She doesn't want to talk to him or anything. What would you tell, what would you tell that young girl how to handle that? 
I would tell that young girl just like my mother told my sisters growing up. Um, a lot of people are dumb. A lot of people don't pay attention to numbers. Um, I would always tell them to always give your number out and that last number you change. But see, this is the thing. So if your number is 816-574-6439, you say 6432. Yeah. And you get the fuck out of there. But see, this is the thing, because nowadays, it's, people ain't waiting until they go home. People are, like, trying to call you right then. Like, okay, or I'm about to text you so you can have my number. You know? So... What I saw, cause like in that case, I would always tell people, um, why you just don't, why you just don't put, uh, uh, uh tell them, hey, I don't give, them, um, uh, add my Instagram. Yeah, yeah, that's the idea. And I heard that like some people, that's what they do now, like the kids, that's what they do now. Instead of exchanging numbers first, they exchange social media first. But I'm like, social media? I don't know if I want to get yeah. my social media. <laughs> Even though it's open, I don't know. I'd rather give you my social media, but you put on your social media, um, it, and that, that just gonna, that, that's you, period. Um, so if, um, that, that's you on your first hand. You know, that, yeah. that's the first layer. So that's the appetizer. So if you want to yeah. know anything else about me, I have to get to know you through the appetizer. Okay. Okay. I can I can get jiggy with that. Um, I've seen a lot of people say that they would give the number and then um, once they get to a safe place, block it. But in the same breath, a number is personable. You can possibly find out somebody's address through a number, you know? So, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. I mean, I wouldn't advise... Yeah, it sounds great, but I wouldn't advise you to give your number out just because in that situation, you have to realize, like, um, yeah, you blocked them off one phone. Nowadays, these niggas be having three, four phones. Yeah. Right. Right. And depending on how persistent... So don't fuck, fuck give me your number out. Yeah. Especially if they got, if they got like, two Androids and an Apple, and you got an Apple phone. Yeah, they're going to call you from the Android, but on that Apple phone, they're going to find out where you at. Right, right, exactly, exactly, so, yeah, yeah, so, on the reverse, with a guy, and what, what kind of advice would you give a guy to handle a situation when they are rejected? The only advice I, I would have to say for a man who is rejected is accept rejection. Your whole life you're going to hear no. I mean, as a man, uh, a lot of people don't think, a lot of uh, a lot of people think men just go through this world, especially white men. Um, they think white men just go through this world like, you know, just getting everything they want. Um, and that might be true for some white men, but I'm a black guy. As a black guy, you know what? You're going to hear 80% of the time? Fucking no. You're going to hear no 80% of the time as a black man. So you got to get over that. Nigga. Um, in the immortal words of our ancestors, you wouldn't act that way toward that white nigga. So why you going to act that way towards me? Yeah. 
you know what I'm saying? Don't don't act like you you gonna trip out with me. But that white man that could have got you a job and made sure that your rent was paid and made sure that you paid your motherfucking child support, that nigga told you no, you ain't shot up that shit not one time. But you gonna shoot up you you gonna shoot me? You gonna hit me? Cause I ain't offering up no pussy for the night. Right. Come on, man. You uh, um I forget I forget this lady's name, but she's an activist in the seventies. And I mean, this is why I tell niggas all the time because what she said, it was so prolific. I remember um hearing this shit in the fucking fifth grade, and I I keep this shit on me for the rest of my life. Uh-huh. That lady said, "You need to, you need to start lying to me like you lie to that white man. You be tired. You don't want to do that job. As soon as that white man tell you something, you say you good, boss. I'm okay, boss. I'm cool, boss. I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to do that. Mm-hmm. So, as soon as you get home, you ready to be the white boss. I know you tired. Let me fix you something to eat." I know, I, I, I know you tired. Let me run your bath water. But I can't do that when you beat you know me. So you need to learn a lot of me like you lot of that white man. Right. And that stuck to me because my mother was abused. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I watched my mother getting abused growing up, and then eventually I started getting abused. So that stuck with me when, when I heard that shit because that's the truth. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's um both good advice. I think that's both good advice. Yeah. Now, um the one thing I struggle with is the whole intervening. Like do you tell the young kids like, you know, when you see a woman in duress do you intervene or do you mind your own business? Because at the end of the day, you want that person to come home. You know, you don't want them to to meet their demise over some foolishness they ain't had shit to do with them. So that's the one thing I struggle with. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, and you ain't supposed to struggle with it. I'm going to tell you right now. The whole thing of the matter is Nobody, I'm I, I'm gonna look at the audience dead in the face when I say this. None of y'all, not a single near one of y'all, getting dick and pussy bitch. When you see a situation where a man and a woman are arguing, and y'all hear this argument, y'all understand they together, you don't get in the dick and pussy bitch. Mm-hmm. Now, when you see a random man doing some, some random shit to a woman, yeah, I can see you stepping up. Even in that, you gotta be uh, you gotta be cautious because you don't never know where niggas is. You know, I'm always cautious when I do that, but I, I've learned from my mother that you know when you, you know, when you see certain things, you need to step up. Um, I remember uh, I, I I probably was six. I'll never forget. And um, I had a woman come up to me and she was like, "Hey, how you doing?" And I'm like, "What's up?" I'm like, "I don't know this bitch." She's like, hey, how you doing? Like, um, where we going tonight? And where's uh, 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 where's Tammy and all that? And I'm like, I don't know. Well, she was like, where'd she go? We need to find her. And I'm like, 
okay, let's go. And then I was telling me, like, this nigga just kept on fucking hounding me. Mm-hmm. And I was telling him I was cool. And then I felt the splash. I think this nigga threw a drink on me, but he just continued to follow me. So I found, you know what I'm saying? I just, I found the first nigga. And I was like, oh, okay, I got you. Cool. Yeah. In certain situations, that, yeah, you need to step up for it. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? You need to step up for it. You know, uh, that whole principle of nigga, uh, only, uh, black men only take care of something, uh, that they have or something that they're, uh, their family or something that they possess. Um, that's true. I'm going to always take up for dad. I'm going to always take up for my mother. I'm going to always take up for my sister. At the end of the day, um, I'm going to still always take up for black women, though. Mm-hmm. You know? But uh, those situations were required to understand. At, at, at the time, like, I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to get her out of this situation. But at the same time, I knew... Um, Shit, I had, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 it was fucking 10 feet to my motherfucking car. So, I can get where I need to be if I You need to assess the situation. Yeah. I ain't telling everybody to be motherfucking Captain Hook or, uh, or, or no motherfucking Batman or Robin. What I'm telling you is you need to assess the situation on certain uh, on certain things when, uh, when it comes to protecting black women. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree with that as well. <clears throat> I can agree with that as well. Um, well, as far as this lady, I mean, I hope your face heals and I hope you learn from this, you know. So, moving I hope to- your face don't heal. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to just keep it real. I'm not even going to do that. I hope your face don't heal. Yeah. I hope you have that permanent uh, scar on your face for life. You know why I say that? It's because um, the first thing you did before you even went to the hospital was got on social media, mm-hmm. which further for me um, tells me that this shit happened before you uh, you even went to the club. Mm-hmm. Second thing is you wouldn't had a GoFundMe for a brick in the face, right? Like, what right. the fuck do you need a GoFundMe for a brick in the face? You already been to the hospital, so you got some type of uh, you got some type of contingency. Even though, if, even if you don't have insurance and, and, and it's a high ass bill, you never gonna pay. They took care of that. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not paying your medical bills with that thirty four fucking thousand dollars. So mm-hmm. I hope that motherfucker never go away. And I mm-hmm. hope you realize, um, you picked the right one that day. Like my grandma used to say. My grandma used to be like, "Shit, every every man ain't gonna do this, and every man ain't gonna do that." But sometimes you pick the right one. Yeah, pick the right one. If, if allegedly, if you got hit in the face, you picked the right one, and that was, was uh, that was just all of the karma from every time you smacked a white man in the face and twerk on him, and, and and it was all good. Mhm. Right. You thought that shit was cute. Yeah. But that's that. So funny looking ass bitch. Fuck this. <laughs> fuck this bitch. I know I had to get off camera, but I'm getting off camera to say, man, fuck this bitch because. Of, just the way she talked about men. She disrespected men so much. And then she turned around and said, I want y'all to be men. I want y'all to be men. How the fuck we gonna be men when you already told us we don't protect you? So mm-hmm. let us be men and not protect you, you fucking stupid bitch. 
Right. You said that with your chest. Yeah, man, I mean that shit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that on the brick lady. Um, which she will probably forever be known as the brick lady. So, um, the last part is uh best verse. So for this <clears throat> for this week when we do best verse, um, it's the LBC crew. And um it's their song Beware My Crew. So if anybody remembers this song, it was on the a thin line between love and hate soundtrack. And um it was a Roger Troutman sample. So um it was one, two, three, four. It was five. It was five people. Um yep. Badass, Trey D, Technique, Cinema, Cinema, and Love um, Freestyle. Yeah. So. I don't like how you fix your nose when when I say a little season now. You like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, that wasn't on purpose. You know, I'm still um, recovering from this cold. So, um. Who do you think had the best verse? Uh, the best uh, verse for me would have to go. Mm, this is hard because I want to say, um, I really want to say cinema, but then I really want to say, um, Lil C style. Um, uh, verse was really dope. Um, so I'll just go. I'll just go. That's that's my tie between one and two. Yeah. Um, Lil C style always stood stood out to me. It stood out to me in the movie. It it still stands out to me now. Um, because you know, like when he'd be like, "So you can throw a lick." Like, I don't know why that part always stuck out to me, but I was reading the comments. What made me even pick this song was because I was reading the comments. Because I just one day, <clears throat> I just one day was like, I'm going to pull this video up and watch it. And when I was reading the comments, a lot of people said technique. And they were saying, they was going a step further and saying that um, people are saying badass, but that's because he's no longer here. But the real person, yeah, that, I mean, yeah, but they were saying the real person is technique, and technique is um the second one, and C style is the last. So, but, but yeah. Then I had to go back and listen. I was just like, you know, let me, because I don't really pay attention to technique. So I was like, let me go back and listen and see what they talking about. And, I mean, lyrically, yeah. Lyrically, techniques, uh, techniques delivery was really, really dope. He wrote the beat. Uh, he, I think yeah. he wrote the beat the best. 
plus like, like, like lyrically he was really dope. But on some really um listening to like, you want to go best verse, it has to be Lil C style because Lil C style not only made it gangster, but it made it, you know, it, 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 he ended it a vibe. Like, he mentioned crews, he mentioned niggas. I like, like it was it, it was a bop. You know what I'm saying? He made that, he made it what it was uh, supposed to be. Now, Trady is always going to be hood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He still uh, to Trady's this day. Voice, uh, <laughs> ain't heavy. But technician. Technician and, and shout out for him to have that name technician. Um because you know in the city, you know, we have tech. Mm-hmm. But technician actually um yeah, he did his thing. A, a lot of that because if you think about it now, a lot of people dumb it down, so the nigga that ride the beat is always gonna be the best for niggas at, at niggas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think <clears throat> I think that's what I think that's what people were gravitating to towards technique for because he wrote the beat the best. But but then I also understand people being like, Y'all trying to say it's badass because he's no longer here. I get that that annoys me. Like, don't be paying attention to him now that he's gone. Pay to, pay attention to him while he was here. Yeah. And I'm not even taking what away from Badass because he he did he did do good on the song. Like everybody actually did good on the song. Everybody did phenomenal uh, on the song. What I will say is, Badass turned out to be um, the best lyricist out of that whole thing because he was able to chop it up on his own twice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you add, if you're gonna give him that, you're gonna give him that because of uh what he uh he evolved into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because he was dope. Rest in peace to him. But um but yeah. Yeah, so that was uh LBC crew. Beware my crew. It just really sucks that we cannot play it. But that song I don't know if it's because of the sample or what, but that song just goes hard. Because, I mean, the Roger Troutman sample, the original song goes hard. So. The original song goes hard, and then for Nate to, uh, 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 for Nate to slide in on that motherfucker makes it even more hard. Mm-hmm. Rest yeah. in peace to Nate, though. Right, rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Badass, too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So I don't, um, oh, I do have a final, um, thought. So, yeah. So for anybody who owns any property right now in, um, in the Kansas City, Missouri area specifically, make sure you look at the um, your property assessment amount and get that shit handled. 
Because them people down there are fucking terrorists. And they're horrible. They're horrible. They're trash. Um, My mama has been down there five times trying to get this shit handled. And yeah. And it's still not over. It's still not over. She's going to um she's going to have a hearing now. And she has two properties. I went with her yesterday and we had to tag team them people. They're very like dismissive and argumentative and um then want to tell you to calm down. And they're doubling the amount. They're doubling the amount on these properties and We all know why, especially if you own a property in the city, we all know why they're trying to do this because they're trying to get people up out of their property that they have been owning for generations so that they can get the white folks back down in the city. It's gentrification. And, you know, like we we know what it is. We know what it is. So I just um, tell everybody that. um, and and then this is the this is the crazy part about all of that. They got black people on the front line. So that makes it ten times worse. Because you know what they're doing to the community. But this is your job at the end of the day. But it, it's not your job to be an asshole. And it's not your job to yes. be dismissive. You know? And if we would just listen, a thirty minute conversation could have been handled in five. But they don't want to listen. So, um, yeah. So, I employ everybody who owns property to definitely take a look at your assessment and go through the channels to try to get that reduced. Because this is some straight up bullshit what they're doing. And, you know, that's my final thought. Uh, Laylene, Jerry's final thought. Take it away. Uh, well, my Jerry final thought, um, piggybacking off of what you said is, I want everybody to uh, do this, uh, especially in the black community. Um, you know what's happening. We've been identified. So I will say this. Start looking into certain things where you can make sure that your property is your property. Um, that has been something that I've been looking at um, for a couple of days now. I need to talk to somebody um, and Google who I need to talk to to make sure that I can make it right. Um, I, it is probably sounds crazy to uh, uh, a bunch of people, but I'm going to keep it totally real. Hey, check this out. You got a mama in Forest Hill. Uh, you got a mama in some uh, uh, some of these other cemeteries. Hey, get your mama out that cemetery. Uh, cemetery. You bought that house, bury your mama in the back of it. Go ahead and do that. Make sure that that land is yours. That land is going to be tax-free. And it's going to be your land. And the only way they can give it up, unless it's um, one of those uh, domains where they're going to build a highway through, they're never going to build a highway through. Um, um, they're always going to make sure that that's your land. Um, if you guys pay attention, like if you're driving through the uh, highway, and you see all these um, nice houses or you see um, all this land, you see that small person in the middle of the land, like a small house. Don't look like nothing, uh, nothing's going on with it, but it's just a small house out of nowhere. It's because this the game these people with uh, daylight. They um, buried their uh, loved ones or they cremated their loved ones and they put a plaque um, in their yard and they made sure that their yard um, becomes 
uh, a land that can't be tax free and a land that can't be touched, and they and, and they put it in the trust. Mm. So um, start looking at that shit. Start looking at things of that nature. I, I got a um, I know a, a Jewish uh, a dude right now. That's the only reason why I know the game is because Jewish dude was like, yeah, I'm 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 just uh. We're, we're, uh, I'm burying my mama and we're going to put her in the backyard. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, because I'm going to make sure that the property is always going to be in my son's name. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's crazy. When he broke it down to me, yeah. like he didn't, cause I'm, and I'm not shooting down on Jewish people, so please don't shut us down. What I'm saying is, he didn't tell me fully what I need to know. He just like, yeah, you know, um, your backyard can be, um, be a, a graveyard, and then that's forever in your property and your family's name. So he said, "Think about it." He's like, "Remember in the westerns, where when when uh, uh, people got killed, they just buried them in the backyard, and mm-hmm. the land was always their land." Yeah, that shit is real. Yeah, he just didn't give me the full details, so I've been googling shit lately. Yeah. So I tell you, just um, just to start doing things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my final thought, yeah. my final thought, I'm going to say this. Mm. Hey, stop shooting down uh, niggas that fuck with midgets, man. Or little people. Stop shooting down niggas that do that. And what y'all fail to realize is they legs are small and they arms are small, but that body in the middle is a full grown woman body. And y'all got to stop shooting people down for that. These niggas be getting real, um, I'm talking about, um, damn near untouched pussy when they fuck with, um, small people. Like, it ain't too many dudes. And then you women, I'm going to tell you right now, like I said, they arms and they legs are small. That don't mean they dicks are small. Like, you gotta, you gotta step outside the box. It could, it could be a four foot ten nigga right now with a nine inch dick. You'll never know because you be acting funny talking about my man need to be six five. You ain't got a man anyway. So step out the box. Okay. And as always, <laughs> take care of yourself and others. Oh Lord. Okay. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Thank you for that, Jerry's final thought. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that was episode 93 of the Ish We Talk. And we will see you guys on episode 94. Bye. Exactly.